internet, and welcome to the 193rd episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on Sunday, August 14th, 2022. Today on the podcast, we have Ryan Holtz, who is going to answer the question, what's the deal with Tom Bombadil? So why, what prompted this, first of all? Because or did you just run out of things and you're like, Ryan will talk about Lord of the Rings. I saw a Twitter post, a uh, mini meme, about like the Chad Tom Bombadil just shows up out of nowhere, handles the ring of power, no issue, is supposedly older than time, and then fucks mm-hmm. off. What's going on? Yeah. Tom Bombadil is basically like an eldritch creature that potentially exists outside of like the creation myth of Lord of the Rings. He was, he's a big part of the book. Like he's four chapters of the Fellowship of the Ring, I want to say, where Sam and Frodo get kind of lost and then um, get trapped in a barrow and a Barrow White is about to kill them and take the ring because the ring's influence is like, you know, influencing mm-hmm. all the evil things. And Tom Bombadil basically shows up and just fucking wrecks the Barrow White and like saves them and then takes them to his like little hidey hole, uh, which is just like this perfect paradise that he basically lives in. And yeah, he's, he's just like this chill dude who doesn't give a fuck and is way more powerful than potentially even people like Gandalf and the Balrog and uh-huh. uh, Sauron himself. Like we don't really understand his power balancing because he exists. Kind of, he, he's, I think he's meant to be kind of an allegory for nature in okay. a lot of ways. Like how nature is kind of more powerful than any like more sentient creature almost. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of fan theories about like, Oh, what if, why wouldn't you just give this guy the ring? Like, no one can touch him or whatever. And basically the idea is that he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, he, all of these squabbles are so beneath him that he genuinely might just, like, one day lose the ring. And just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, Tom, where'd the ring go? That's that's really important. And he's like, oh, uh, I don't know. It's gone, I guess. Oops. Like, just genuinely doesn't understand or care about the importance of the ring and all the struggles because he is so all powerful and kind of like potentially existing outside of the actual like hierarchical mythos of the Lord of the Rings lore. Is, um, is it possible yeah. that he's an insert for Tolkien? He's like an author character. No, no? Okay. not really. No, he's not really an author. The insert for Tolkien is kind of more Bilbo. Yeah, that's fair. Like, he's kind of the, the author kind of wizened old man who's, had his own adventures, that's for sure, but also, you know, loves to recount others, you know, like... I've had plenty of adventures. There were trenches and gas. Oh, yeah, Tolkien had had quite the young man's life before he became an author slash historian slash linguist slash you name it. Um, I still have the 50 German scalps. I'm not from an area where that would have been a thing I ever would have picked up. That just happened. Yes, through a, through a convoluted series of mishaps, I've acquired collectibles that some would deem inhumane. But, yeah, no, it's... It, it, he's a weird character. Yeah. Like, if you ask any book reader, they'll say it's an absolute travesty that he was excluded from the movie. <laughs> but, like, in reality, he's not as 
crucial to the movie's arc as book readers would want you to believe. Same thing with like the scouring of the Shire, Mm -hmm. which is in the book, a very important series of events at the end. It's at the very end. After they defeat Sauron, they go back to the Shire and Saruman has basically enslaved all hobbits and like taken over the Shire. And so now the fellowship, uh, not even the whole fellowship, just the hobbit parts of the fellowship are basically to show their hero's journey they overcome and defeat Saruman to show that, like, no, this this shit changed them. They are now powerful things in this universe. They're not just hobbits that got lucky, you know? Like, yeah. this this journey and quest has changed them. But, like, in the movies, eh, like, that would have been a lot to then be like, ah, the big bad who was trying to defeat the entire planet uh, was defeated. All right, now let's get back to and continue the story where they have to defeat another obstacle. Like there's already a lot of endings in the movie. Right. That would have been a lot. So right. I, they, they can exist separately. Like they can be very important and like worthwhile parts of the book and not important worthwhile parts of the movie. I think he made an extended cut. Okay. I'm not positive. I, I think he had a scene or two in an extended cut somewhere. Mm. Not, not probably enough to do him justice, but yeah. Okay. Also good to know that Tom Bombadil is just an old man because the art I saw on Twitter, he was yoked. Just he's not a man. Diesel. Okay. Wait, Tom He's Bob- definitely not a man. Okay. Well, like, he's presenting as male, but, like, man in the Lord of the Rings context means, like, a human. Oh, okay. You know, like, fair, fair. Like, man versus orc versus elf versus okay. all is that he, stuff. So, yeah. Is he, like, closer to one or the other? Like, does he look like a, a human being? He's, he's really kind of existing outside of like what we know of as the universe so they don't the describe like, him as looking a certain way or? yeah no he looks he looks like a small jovial man with a big beard and oh, kind of like yeah, yeah. Oh, okay but he's not like he's he's, <laughs> he's an eldritch being that kind of like <laughs> he's he's it's kind of terrifying to think about the level of power that he might contain because the ring affects everyone gandalf who's kind of like the most powerful good guy that we see dares not touch it because it might influence him into being mm-hmm. like the ev- into doing evil and <laughs> tom bombadil yeah he literally like picks it up he's like oh this thing's shiny cool and then like puts it back down and just like no nothing like just com- and i think there's even a, a subtle reference at one point where they talk about how sauron was befuddled because something powerful like something way more powerful than himself handled the ring and he was kind of like, what the fuck is that shit? Like, and that's supposed to be Tom Bombadil. It's kind of, I don't know. It's it's like a good guy Cthulhu kind of. Yeah. It's like, we don't really understand good any of this Cthulhu shit. Cthulhu makes everyone less anxious. <laughs> yeah. What is kind of chill, likes to hang out in nature and and eat food. <laughs> like, you know. What if Pennywise is just chill? Just a cool guy. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and to- He's a cool story. Yeah. Next up on the podcast, we have Andrew Clark. Andrew, football season right around the corner. A lot of people dying to know who are going to be uh, the football teams with the best and worst record this year. You're calling it right now. I mean, I'd, I'd have to like actually look at every team's schedule and make make a prediction for each schedule. Yeah, that's true. Um, but... but like, who the team that I think will be the best team in football this year? Mm. Um, not what I'm, I'm gonna, asking. What? Not what I'm at. I'm not the asking who's going to win the Super Bowl. I, I'm at who's going to 
have the best record. Uh, best regular season record. Shit. Yeah, because again, like, I don't know. Like, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be the best team in football this year. Okay. Um, that's my, like, prediction. Like, they narrowly edge out a couple of other teams. Um, I, they might play six of the other, like, eight <laughs> top teams that I, you know, that I'm ranking. I don't know. Um, the AFC East isn't too crazy this year, right? <laughs> no, but I don't know who else they play, like, in the AFC and who their NFC right companion is this year i feel like that's the biggest Mm -hmm. like plus minus to your win total is how strong your division is because you play almost half your games against your division yeah but i mean like in the same way that like then i'd say the colts because they play three (laughs) fucking dog shit teams twice twice a year (laughs) titans titans are mediocre to above average team with derrick henry healthy right Jaguars would be my pick for worse. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Jag- okay. Jaguars were going like to be my. Well, yes. uh, I don't know. The Jets, like Zach Wilson was their yeah, only Zach Wilson's, hope of oh, even is, being. Is he officially ACL? No, he's not. A, no. Um, they think but he probably. has a bone bruise and a torn meniscus. So they're thinking like. Torn meniscus can be worse, right? Mm, no, because usually what they just it? shave it off and say, <laughs> this is going to hurt you oh. 10 years from now. But No, I think, I think I'm thinking of Achilles. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Not he. He does not have any ligament tears. Um, they think he has a torn meniscus and like a bone bruise. So like four to eight weeks. You know, like that's, that's anywhere right. from like missing the first game or two to you come back in November. Right. That's right. Because Brett Coleman tweeted that like he's never heard of a bone bruise from a non-contact injury. Yeah. Which is. That is weird. Yeah, no, it is because it, he didn't How get does that happen? hit. He like cut yeah. and fell over, and like initially it's like, oh yeah, no, he absolutely tore one of his ligaments. Well, those on-field tests are like crazy, scary accurate. Like when they say teams fear that mm-hmm. this person that is torn ACL, MRI results to follow. Like the the tests that they do, you like pull on the foot, I think, and if there's like no resistance, then it's clear. Oh. Like it's like ninety-five percent accurate that like yeah they. They tore their ACL. Like, damn. No, no, no. I, I don't I remember, but yeah, they do a test on the field, and it's like almost perfectly accurate. And then they just do the MRI to confirm, and it's basically usually just a formality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, interesting. So I think chances are it's going to come down to. I mean, these are the easy ones because it's <laughs> it's the way it's been for a while. You know, it's going to be the mm-hmm. Texans, the Jaguars, and the Jets are going to be the worst teams this year. Mm. And, you know, anything can happen. Like, the 49ers went from going to the Super Bowl to being, like, a bottom five football team because they just right. got slaughtered with injuries one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some teams out there that, like, if their QB went down. Like, like that's the only thing they, they'd hoisting be, they'd them They'd be up. bottom feeders. Yeah, yeah, like the Broncos, without Russell Wilson, they're going to be <laughs> or nothing. pretty fucking rough. Yeah, like. Uh, for bonus points, do either of you want to call who's going to be the most fraudulent team of the year? Oh, you mean like mm. the Packers in 2019? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I think the Packers could be up there. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the, how the Lions and Bears are, like the Packers could be up there for most fraudulent. Like I do maintain that we are just a worse version of last year's team. So yeah, if we end up 13 and four again, I'm going to be like, mm, we don't really deserve be, to be here. Yeah. Might be a little bit behind the curve there. Um, um fraudulent team yeah i guess the colts are always a good option because yeah or the colts or the chargers like i don't know it's kind of because like the 
the Chargers might be a very good football team and still lose a ton of games this year. <laughs> like, they're yeah. in an extremely stacked division. Oh, so you're doing fraudulent in the opposite way. Oh. <laughs> like a sleeper, like they, they were bad in the regular season and then they end up actually being pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's an interesting way to look fair. at it. Well, okay, so that'll be my reverse fraudulent team. Um, <laughs> my actual fraudulent team, I'm going to go with... Um, the Colts, like yeah, yeah, like kind of. I think the Colts are in a bad division, and they're going to be an okay team, but they're not going to be nearly as good as how they perform. Yeah, lost to the Jags in a do or die game to make the playoffs last yeah, year. No, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny. You guys, you guys weren't watching Hard Knocks either. It followed it. Like they, it went through that loss. Like oh they were literally. God. Oh boy, we had a rough stretch there, but we corrected the course. Now all we got to do is beat the Jaguars at the home. worst team in the <laughs> NFL by far, without their head coach, yeah. like <laughs> who got fired mid-season. It's an absolute dumpster fire franchise, and then <laughs> they just fucking blow it. Carson Wentz absolutely shits the bed, and then like publicly for a bit, they're all like, "Yeah, Carson had a rough game, but we love him." And now, like, we're finding out privately they were willing to trade him for nothing. Like, they were willing to offload him as a negative asset after that game. Yeah, and, like, you know. Oh, my God, it's so bad. And Washington being Washington, of course, paid a third-round pick to get him. Yeah, which is the same. God, who went for third? Matt Ryan, right? Matt oh, Ryan went yeah. for third, too. Yeah, like, yeah. how. And it's like, say what you will about Matt Ryan, but good God. He's a lot more valuable than Carson Wentz at this point. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the football insight. And then last but not least, I am Lucas the writer. And if I were to accidentally, I imagine is going to be the defense, take sensitive information, maybe pertaining to the nuclear codes, nuclear information uh, from a federal building, I-, I would just return that rather than just hang on to it, rather than turn it into a whole thing a couple of years later. That'd be my move. But Lucas, what if you declassified it beforehand? What if you waved your hand over it and went, ooh, these are no longer classified because I said so? What if you took water that you blessed as presidential water and you sprayed it all over it and said it's now declassified? What What if you pissed on it and therefore it's your property? (laughs) What if you ripped it up and put it in the toilet? (laughs) Then it's not classified, right? Guys, come on. I declassified them. I gave them to Breitbart. I gave them to the Russians. Everyone knows what this information is. can't be classified anymore now that it's out there. Right. You know, that actually is kind of a defense. (laughs) It alters the crime, right? It it turns it from holding declassified documents into treason. I didn't didn't give away (laughs) state secrets. I made them not state secrets anymore. Yeah, exactly. You need to charge me with the actual crime, which is... Uh, turning these state secrets into not state secrets. Treason. <laughs> it's treason. <laughs> yeah, we can let the lawyers figure that one out. I'm sure it's not capital punishment worthy. Yeah, lawyers. Really good lawyers. Lawyers that, you know, won't text an entire copy of my phone to the prosecution. We'll get there. We'll get that, that on the docket. Won't sweat like jet black hair dye in the middle of a public speech his face melted he's absolutely just glitching out the the giuliani bot was not having a good time no man that four seasons parking lot gets hot you know sun beating four on seasons it landscaping 
It was not designed to have any no. overhangs that provide shade for these types of events. Fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, no, if you want awnings, that's going to be, uh, you know, three blocks up. Four uh, seasons of awnings. Hilton awnings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, please. That's the title of Contender right there. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell awning? It's like A W N. Hey, look at me go. Yeah, I was like, this is actually an exercise. I want to see. Lucas's spelling is notorious. Oh, Can you God. do it? You got it. And look at us go into news of the week. There was a new Pokemon Presents, and I have to freak out about it for a little bit. This game stressed, this presentation stressed, that it's going to be an open world game where you can battle gyms in any order. First time that's happened on a full game scale in the series. And also noted that there will be other storylines you can do that don't involve just battling gyms. It didn't say what those are. Didn't give any indication on what other stuff you'll be able to do, but it's in there. Don't worry about that's it. Like, I was going to say, that's like every Pokemon game, though, right? Like yeah. There's the gym storyline and yeah. then the alternate save the world or whatever the fuck storyline. It'd be like Maybe. if Elon Musk walks his, you know, fucking Tesla truck or whatever out there and is like, this Tesla truck comes with many features such as a steering wheel and seats <laughs> and other things. <laughs> it's all, but yeah, it's like this, this Tesla truck is electric. It's like, yeah, that's a feature of this game. We... <laughs> I, that's what it happens oh dudes i saw a kid on when i was on one of my runs i saw a kid in like a mini tesla truck like a child-sized like Wait, a cyber like the cyber the truck cyber truck one? yeah like the they make those apparently <laughs> holy shit and this kid was tooling around in it and i wanted to call child services okay really a, why would they make a cyber truck Oh, it's fake. Oh. Oh, is it just like a frame that you put over top it's... of another one? Oh, I'm sure. But like, oh. yeah, no, it's it's a knockoff. Here, I found it on Amazon. It's 230 bucks. Jesus. It's a Modern Depot MX truck ride-on car, cyber style. Like, they just ripped off Tesla and ah. made their own power wheel that looks like a cyber truck. Look, I, th- I think the cyber truck looks cool in the way that it looks so fucking dumb. But <laughs> I okay. To further that point, this Amazon listing does describe the color of the Cybertruck as gunmetal gray. That that that's that's an actual color. I know because yesterday after I got fitted for a suit, me and my dad went to a different store so we could find a suit for him and the color on the tag is gunmetal gray. Oh, wow. Um if you want to find something actually worthwhile uh to call child protective services click that link <laughs> oh boy cyber quad <laughs> for kids oh boy I, uh, tesla makes a kid four-wheeler it's eight it's 1900 <laughs> bucks yeah it's expensive it's out of stock Jesus. Jeez, fuck me cash grab what's the top speed 10 miles per hour oh that is a you. shitty four- that's like the I speed remember, of a power wheel <laughs> right i had a kid four-wheeler for i I imagine it was a lot cheaper than that. Right. And it had a governator. Or I always call it the governator because of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nah, it had a I governor on it. Oh. Yeah. It had a governor on it, so it was down to 15. And then when I like grew up a little bit, my dad took it off. And it, you could go like 25 easy on huh. that thing. Like, I don't know. 10 is Weird. fucking lame, bro. Um, 
Back to Pokemon a little bit. Uh, the past couple of Pokemon games have each had a unique mechanic that kind of changes up what... That, uh, yeah, it changes up the pretty standard at this point battle mechanics. Uh, Scarlet and Violet are going to have Terra mechanics, which in this game allows a Pokemon to strengthen moves of their current type or switch their type to a new one tied to each individual Pokemon. Now I'm confused. Yes. So, like, if you have Pikachu, yeah. you can make it a ground-type Pokemon? Correct. Like, permanently or for, like, one move? or uh, We don't know how long this transformation lasts. Um, oh, okay. Pre- it's not, like, a permanent, probably not a permanent thing, like, forever? Probably. No, no, probably, like, maybe for the course of a single battle. Um, okay. In the previous game's Mega Evolutions... Uh, you would do that, and then that was in effect until the Pokemon was switched out, I think. Uh, the Gigantamaxing, the Pokemon getting big, that was just for three turns. So it's not totally clear uh, how this is going to play out in practice. The, gig- the Gigantamaxing stuff is when I was like, okay, so I'm never going to play. Yeah, no, I, I remember seeing like that. Like, We've completely changed Pokemon. <laughs> Sometimes they're big now. <laughs> they big some big boys um i wanted to go back uh so when you battle the gyms in any order does it like level with you procedurally so that because historically right you'd be like super under leveled if you went to the later gyms i would hope so i would imagine so but then that raises the issue of our wild pokemon scaling to your level now because theoretically to go like the eighth right. gym all the pokemon surrounding that are level 40 or 50 right it, Which would also be wild. That'd be very different. They'd yeah. make grinding very easy, right? Like in theory. In theory, if you want, because what the highest level Pokemon on the base game are usually what in like the fifties. Yeah. Like so, yeah. If it scaled with you and you got your Pokemon up into the eighties and you're facing level eighty wild Pokemon, the grind would be <laughs> ten times easier. Although, didn't they now XP sharing is like standard in Pokemon games? Like, all Pokemon level up evenly? Uh, You can turn that off if you want to, but it seems like it's designed around that, yeah. Okay. But you can share Pokemon amongst your entire... Or share XP amongst your entire party. Correct. So grinding is already kind of easy. Some some people who are more hardcore fans than I am object to that change, but, like, I don't know. This is... This is already a pretty easy game, guys. I'm, I'm fine right. with this being streamed. Grinding isn't necessary in the base game of Pokemon. Yeah. Like, you, it's just not. You, you don't have to ever grind if you don't want to. Right. So, yeah, no, if you're advanced to the point where you're nuzlocking weird shit, then it won't affect you anyway. So, mm-hmm. oh well. Uh, fan favorite, Wooper, has a new regional form. Is Wooper really a fan favorite? I've played games where Wooper was in it, and I don't think Wooper's actually. Wooper has a following. Does it? People. Wooper gets. Is some it like works. ironic? I don't know. Is it like Bidoof, where it's like, haha, it's a joke that it's bad. I I'm seeing that screenshot of Wooper with its mouth just an oval, and people like being like, yeah, that's our boy. Paldian Wooper. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, they did a palette swap too yeah what are what are those things coming out of it i did, did feelers i think it's supposed to be i think Wooper's supposed to be like an oh, axolotl yeah yeah right that's right uh. um there is a new breed of dog pokemon the breed is bred and its name is fido 
So they just, it's all puns now? Like, every new Pokemon is just a pun now? That's that's all they do? Does it work in Japanese? I like, oh my god. I, I mean, what is Fido's right. Japanese name? Like, I feel like the pun doesn't work, because the odds that, like, there's it's a common dog name in Japan, and that that's anything close yeah, to... Yeah, what, what if the name in Japanese is just Bread Dog? <laughs> I Huh. So I'm seeing the word mochi in Fido's Japanese name, uh, Poppy Mochi. I don't know what Poppy is in Japanese. Maybe that's a common dog name or something. Poppy Maybe? Mochi. I mean, yeah, Mochi is like a dessert, and pop, Poppy might just be like a Jap- Japanized version of puppy. Hmm. This Pokemon has a moist, smooth feeling to it. I'm <laughs> sorry. No. What? Fido's Andrew- moist, smooth skin has elastic qualities and is both firm yeah. and soft at the same time. What the fuck? I see in other languages, Japanese, Poppy Mochi, from puppy and mochi. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's it's just, they're saying it's a mochi dog. Andrew, you've never been curious about the mouthfeel of different Pokemon? No. No. Not even for a second. I mean, those slowpoke tails. Tasty, man. I'd snack on that. Really? If they were ethically sourced, of course, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> Is there a way to ethically Yeah, man, like, I only, I only eat ethically sourced shark fin soup. <laughs> I, okay, I assume they either grow back or they come back if slowpoke evolve. So what if that's just a part of the process, you know? Like right before it evolves, cutting off, chop its, off its tail. Yes, I'm imagining that causes pain for the oh, animal, okay. and then let it evolve, and then you're like, "Yay, more tails!" <laughs> and now this one's got a clam on it somehow. <laughs> that makes it evolve. Yeah. Now you can get a clam too with the tail this time. Mm. Do you ha- can you have it evolve into a dead Pokemon? Like oh, that's boy. the next uh- evolution. <laughs> <laughs> it evolved you know? into a skeleton as <laughs> I cleaned this it's, Pokemon's flesh. Right. Its power is that it stands there and doesn't... <laughs> skeleton Pokemon, use I, tackle. Uh, you know, I was about to say, it's funny you say that. I don't think there are any Pokemon that evolve into ghost type. But uh, Cubone. Cubone's Alolan form. Alolan Marowak becomes a ghost type. Yeah. So Pokemon can evolve to be dead. Yes. To be dead. They've evolved into a new level of consciousness that we can't observe. Yeah. Trust me, they're there. It's not dead. We sent them to Valhalla. Shiny and chrome. Uh, There are a lot of queer looking characters in this game. I'm all about it. Uh, People seem pretty into it. They revealed one of the new gym leaders, uh, Grisha, I believe is uh, their name. Um,. Lord, they're a snowboarder, pretty femme presenting, and I saw people in the comments, people online, as the presentation was happening, send out messages like, oh, wow, they just did another ice mommy for a gym leader. So cool. Uh, and then it was revealed that Grisha is a man, uses he, him pronouns, and then people started spamming, ice mommy, he, him confirmed, ice mommy, he, him confirmed. And then that was fine. That was cool. 
Andrew, you just I don't know what I don't know what an ice mommy is. Is that uh, a thing in Pokemon? There, I, I it was not a version that I played, but there is a Sword and Shield gym leader, Shield gym leader, who is, yes, just yes, she is an ice type gym leader and very mommy. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, this is being branded as the first open world Pokemon games in the franchise's history. An open world Pokemon game came out like in January. I I would really love to see what internally Game Freak and Nintendo thinks Legends of Arceus is. It, I mean, aren't all Pokemon games open world? Like, can't you go back to different areas, areas that are blocked or? off? Yeah, yeah, you could go back afterwards, but oh. you have to progress in order to unlock there's, areas and stuff. Okay, I, there's always some level of choice, but it's pretty limited. Like, I think even in the first games, you could choose to fight uh, the poison type gym leader koga or the psychic gym leader sabrina in either order you wanted but it's not it's not nearly as open world as legend of arceus is or this one is saying that it's going to be i mean they're all like progressively yeah like some Mm -hmm. level of open world like i was like sword and shield yeah seems pretty open for i what about pokemon go the most literal open world pokemon (laughs) game yeah R slash outsides open world Pokemon game. Uh, wow. Actually, because of something called COVID restrictions, I can't go to these regions in Pokemon <laughs> Go right now. Uh, two out of ten. Too linear. Um, and this is a very nerdy, not nerdy, a very, I don't know, video games thing. Uh, Guilty Gear character Bridget is no longer a femboy and is now using a and is now a trans woman. Thanks to the support and guidance of anime man Kai Kisuki and U.S. Secretary of Defense Gold Lewis Dickinson. Yeah, you don't get to just drop that <laughs> and not not say anything. Guilty Gear Major. It, it was always a niche fighting game. Now it's definitely more in the mainstream. Um, yeah, they introduced the character in 2003. That is, was just kind of poster boy for the femboy archetype. And now that character, Bridget, is a trans woman. Straight out. Right, but what? No, that's not the part that I'm <laughs> oh. confused about. What about the, the U.S. Secretary of State. Defense having yeah. something to do with this? Uh, yeah. You is, know? There like, is there like a story? Like, it's not just the company said, oh, this character is trans. Like, there's a story happening here yes oh yeah. my god gold lewis dickinson yeah runs into bridget and says something to the effect of well hey how you doing cowgirl and then bridget replies with oh actually i'm a boy please use those pronouns for me and then gold lewis is like oh my god i'm so sorry about that and then like yeah conversation ensues and gold lewis is like i think you have a sadness in your eyes and i'd like to help you figure that out and they just have a therapy session and that's how bridget figures out that she is trans is a trans woman so this uh this character said i'm a boy and the secretary of defense said no you're not yeah i know i don't think i trust this dude being like "Mm, seems fishy to me i misgendered you so now i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna gaslight you into thinking that your entire identity's fucked (laughs) Yeah, actually, femboys don't exist. <laughs> like, right. bisexuals. 
Wow. Uh, you know, Gold Lewis Dickinson looks like somebody who would have that opinion. But yeah, I'm looking no. at him apparently. right now. He does not look like the, I don't know, the poster boy for allyship. He does look like, you remember a while ago how we were talking about on the pod that you can't just be a good soldier and become a general anymore. Like, that's not how the U.S. military Anymore. Works. It never worked like that. Well, no, this dude just looks like, he looks like he's the U.S. Secretary of Defense because he personally would be the best at defending the United States. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So great. That was cool video game news. My week got a little weird because even though what essentially happened is a character looked to the camera and said, I'm a woman, puts on sunglasses, a trans woman. And then the CSI scream happened into a guitar riff. And then a bunch of people online were like, well, actually, in Japanese culture, the nuances of that, it could mean anything. I, I don't think it's fair to say that they're a trans woman right now. And so that was a weird week for me, uh, personally and professionally. Yeah. What if they came at it from mine and Andrew's angle and they're like, so a cis, het, white man <laughs> misgendered her accidentally and then got all up in it. And I was like, well, let's do a therapy session where I, Gold Lewis where you're going to come out of it completely thinking differently about your own identity. Gold Lewis Dickinson might not be het is a thing that we're maybe finding uh, out from all of this too. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so if you like believe in like trans people, then you might not be heterosexual. No, because a big part of the therapy session they have is Gold Lewis and stuff like, ah, oh, you know, I wish I could be honest with myself and my family when I was your age, and I just regret wasting so much of my life living a life that, that wasn't the best for me. And I hope you're able to do that, Bridget. I hope you're able to do that, Cowpoke. Cowpoke. Yeah, I don't, I don't respect the opinion of anyone who says Cowpoke. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Whose opinion do you respect less? Somebody who uses the term Cowpoke or somebody who is the U.S. Secretary of Defense? Look, they compound on each other. They compound? Okay. Yeah. Um, boy, yeah, that was some very Lucas stuff. Let's get into some, let's jump around a little bit, talk about some stuff we can all be upset about. Uh, Warner Bros. Discovery is not releasing the Batgirl film for tax reasons. And it's also the new guy, Zoslav, Zoslav, I think, running all of that. He's maybe blowing up the best streaming service out there. And that's all weird and fucked. You guys still mad about this? Warner Brothers Discovery is a match made in hell. Yeah. yeah. Understand. I mean, we've seen it happen before. Like, one company is a revered and respected name with a lot of brand identity Mm -hmm. and awareness and market capital and everything like that. And then the other company doesn't have any of that the other one somehow the other one is ancient aliens the network (laughs) right but somehow the other company runs the ship and it's like what (laughs) who did they pay so that they get to run the ship on that it's so yeah it's so weird because it seems like zaslav and the people he's put in charge don't like scripted TV. Yeah. Uh, that's, they they that's actively what... dislike the product their company is championing. So what I've seen a lot of is talking about this Zoslov guy is a really big fan of unscripted television because it's so cheap and the or... returns on it are just so crazy yeah. efficient. I... So he's, in essence, 
trying to move HBO into having more of that kind of content. Or to be to be fair, you're using the term fan in a corporate sense. He, from a business perspective, likes that. Because he also put out a big presentation about how, oh yeah, that material is for women. And only boys like HBO Max. Yeah. No, it was... He's basically trying to min-max. So, when you think of uh, some of the biggest like indie movie studios, mm-hmm. what's the main like genre that they explore? And usually it's horror right because horror can fucking turn a profit man like they're not that expensive to make and a lot of people like them yeah people will absolutely go watch horror movies so that's how those indie studios survive and thrive is because they're making big time returns on these types of releases which allows them to then take some chances in other genres and everything like that but the horror is the bread and butter and the money maker that's basically what he's trying to do with his multi-billion dollar yeah, conglomerate no, he has so no the money indie studio. they they can afford to make other things it's not like right. they're restricted by their tiny but, budget right what if instead of making 10 blockbuster crazy series you made 2000 reality shows right your bang for your buck would be insane it's why would you invest in three blue chip stocks when you can invest in 10,000 penny stocks one of them's going to blow up and you're going to make unbelievable buco returns like that's that's his idea and who it's fucking scary when you look yeah. at some of the content and the stuff that is the quality that's put out mm-hmm. from hbo and Warner and like Brothers. there's there's stuff that they know is making money like they're they're throwing they're like established ip their their money making established ip into flux like the Batman 2 is, like, maybe not gonna happen now? Like, it's... I mean, that's just... Yeah, like, everything is up in the air. Right. Is what that is. It's not like, oh, there's actual rumors that they have talked specifically about Batman 2. Right, like, no. It's like, ex- yeah. Nothing is for certain. They are literally canceling movies that were filmed. Yeah, yeah like, like, they're... They, fi- like, Batgirl was They're finished. in the can. <laughs> like, yeah, they're out there. No, they, they edit, the post-production wasn't done. Oh, like, was that's, it? I... Yeah, I thought it was going to release difference. in like a month or two. I don't remember when was the Batgirl release. I mean, even then, right. there a lot of times that post production will will go down to the eleventh hour. Mm. Um, what was the original release date? Um, bu- 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 end of twenty twenty two. So yeah, so the post production wasn't done on the movie, okay. so they mis- yeah. saved twenty million or something like that. You know, like, like yeah, mm. but basically nothing safe. Like anything that's not in the can edited and potentially even had a marketing campaign for could absolutely just be canceled. And I know, I know Zaslav doesn't give a shit about this element of it, but this is all the more frustrating because HBO is the brand that proved that invented prestige TV that proved that the idea of investing a lot of money into this medium can pay out pretty spectacularly. That is a successful business model. And he just fundamentally but disagrees ROI, with that. Man. Yeah. That's fair. ROI. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones might have been an unbelievable success, but like, what did they double? No, the exactly. Budget in profit, like, but the reality shows, like the math, man, it gets out of control pretty quick. But if you the... make a reality hit, mm-hmm. like you might be making fifty times return on your investment. Like that's. That's what he's looking at, man. Why would you become the president of a TV company, though, if you don't care about TV? That's what he does. Reality is TV, Uh, baby. 
All right. You might not like it. You it's, might not think it is, It's just odd it is. that this is the the company that he chose to take in this direction because, like, all of this is kind of, like, the antithesis of what HBO is. It's like, you could go anywhere else. Like, he could go to fucking Netflix. They're in trouble and make Wait, 50... He? You think there's not a board of directors who's I, you, we also are on board on. with his plan? Yeah, I, like, yeah you're, you're He's right. not personally like, right. I'm the master. I, but I thought like, like like the reason that he was picked out was for this specific reason was because of his no, vision was, of like, I, what if we made HBO yeah. uh, lifetime television? <laughs> yeah, they, that is what happened. For some reason, the board of directors had two merger companies that were somewhat equal like let's be honest warner brothers had a bigger market cap mm-hmm. it had much bigger content library way more brand awareness everything we're gonna like make that. 40 times our investment and how do you <laughs> propose chose... we do that simple we kill the tv shows <laughs> yeah we kill every tv show and movie that's good and uh we make a lot more reality stuff we make naked and afraid yeah. xl2 <laughs> i and they're already doing other uh, shitty stuff uh, it's come out that um I think it was that uh, Seth Rogen Pickle movie, like American Pickle or whatever. They just yeah. stopped hosting that on HBO Max because they don't want to pay residuals to people anymore. Yeah, there's movies that just kind of don't exist anymore. It, yeah. I don't know. This is... I was listening to a podcast recently where Adam Conover was talking about a lot of this stuff, and... He was a little more rose-tinted glasses to the era okay. of TV before this when it was just oh. television and we didn't see this stuff. But, man, does it feel like we're out of streaming being this cool, new, interesting space where content, niche content, can grow and thrive. And now it's just cool. This is bog standard. This is cutthroat. This is capitalism in action, but on a larger and digital scale now. Adam Conover makes the type of content that David... Zaslav loves. You realize like, Adam Conover makes like cheaply produced, like almost like a glorified web series content like that. That's the shit he'd love. He'd be like, yes, yes. 10 more of these shows, please. Well, Adam Conover Adam, burned that bridge in that podcast. So no, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. like, I don't, it's kind of like hypocritical of Adam Conover to be like criticizing this type of move because it's only going to be good for creators like him. Like, the, the creators that are going to be the most affected by this are the big names, yeah. the ones that can command the type of budget that these movies and TV shows have and the consumer. But like in mm-hmm. terms of creators, like, I don't know, unless he's going to go all Lord Varys and like, <laughs> no, I'm for the good of the content. Someone no. has to be like, no, it's you're, you're full of shit. Like, this is, this is going to be great, man. And, and, the reality of the situation is just that, yeah, the, the more pressure of uh, continued streaming competition is going to make a lot more, yeah, business mm-hmm. decisions like this necessary. Like, you're, you're going to have to cut some of the chaff. HBO and Warner Brothers and all that were able to get away with a lot of chaff right. for a while. Um, and might not be able to anymore. Like, I don't know, were you guys going to watch Batgirl? Like, no. I'm, not me specifically. Exactly. Like the market research could have come out. That, like, right, but that's n- be... but that's not market research of hey, are you gonna watch that movie? Nah, eh, probably not. Cancelled. I haven't seen a lot of movies. 
I'm just saying, like, they might market research might have come out at that, like, ooh, this might be pretty close to breaking even, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. is it really going to be worth the marketing push, the post-production push, like, everything in addition to that? Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying, like, this, this shit's going to be more and more common the deeper we go into the quote-unquote streaming wars. Like, right. And it's it's the reality of the situation. Uh, it, everyone's just like, oh, now it's just we're back to cable. You know, like in order to get the content that you want, you're going to just have to have all the subscriptions, which add up to the price of a cable subscription. But it's on demand. Mm-hmm. So stop whining. <laughs> um, it is an improvement. It's just less of an improvement than it used to be. Yeah. We've gone backwards, but everything takes two steps forward, one step back. That's that's how progress works, man. So Yeah. Um, and then kind of in a similar vein, this is moving back to a little more of a Lucas thing. Uh, the Sony-owned Crunchyroll purchased Right Stuff Anime, a formerly independent anime retailer. Uh, this includes creating a separate entity so that NSFW materials previously sold by Right Stuff Anime will not be tied to the Crunchyroll brand. Um, that was weird. That was weird news that came out two days before Crunchyroll Expo happened. And that loomed over that convention a little bit that I attended. But, yeah, no, I this is... And God, the anime is even more of a niche market than the prestige TV, like streaming TV stuff that we were talking about. And it... Yeah, no, we're in that era. We're in the that era where things are consolidating, monopolies, pseudo-monopolies are forming, and it's just going to be weird and tough and... I don't know, harder than ever to engage with media that we like without the elements of capitalism being even more apparent with that engagement. So they spun off, like there's now like quote unquote new right stuff anime, which only does NSFW stuff. Yeah, I for, well, they're in the process of spinning it up. Uh, right now it's just a single uh, web page. I forget the name of it, but yes, it's essentially, this is where we're selling the horny shit. Not affiliated with Crunchyroll. Right. Formally. It's kind of like Disney Fox. Right. How Disney left behind Fox News. And like, you can, you can, you guys can be your own. I don't. We don't, we don't want that part. Yeah. I don't know if they, uh, if Crunchyroll, if, well, technically Sony, I think it's, especially with the fact that this wasn't acknowledged at all at Crunchyroll Expo. I think this was a decision made by uh, their owners, Sony, and then just, it was presented through the Crunchyroll brand to kind of soften that because public opinion of Crunchyroll is a lot higher than it is of mega corporation Sony. Um, but yes, I don't know if this horny brand uh, is also owned by Sony or if they left that totally alone. Oh, yeah, I think. Interesting. I think it might be like an imprint situation, but a heavily removed imprint. That's kind of wild. So it's more like when Disney... <laughs> I love how all my metaphors just go back to fucking Disney. It's like when, apt. Yeah. It's the right, one company that Disney, exists. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when Disney bought Miramax mm-hmm. and then used Miramax to show all their adult stuff that wasn't suitable for Disney. Right. In, in 10 years, we're going to be talking about like, oh, this is kind of like when Disney bought McDonald's and, <laughs> right. and like when Disney bought uh, Kohl's and... yeah. This is like when Disney bought Apple, and now we have the Disney. This is like when Disney bought Goldman Sachs and BlackRock. <laughs> BlackRock Capital. When when Berkshire Hathaway folded under Disney's pressure, and now Disney's in hedge fund investing. This is like when uh, Disney bought uh, East Asia. <laughs> Kids, come to Disney World, and we'll 
and then for the parents, we can go over your portfolio and see if there's any room to be aggressive. Put your kids on Space Mountain and come talk to Phil, the financial guru, who, who has some insider knowledge on some of the firms in Wall Street. Mm. Oh, that's actually terrifying. You- I mean, for some reason, for me, Disney investing into hedge funds is scarier than Disney buying East Asia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you have cancer because you got too much roundup in your blood? Come on down to Disney hospitals where they'll <laughs> they'll put you on ice until we can cure it. I, 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 the hospital nearest to me... I'm not sure what their connection is to Disney, but it is affiliated. Ooh. It's where Walt Disney died and all that <gasps> stuff. Like it is, uh, is it St. You know, what are you talking about? Joseph's Walt Disney never Providence. died. <laughs> he, his head was frozen. So he's not technically dead. Providence St. Joseph medical center. Huh. Um, it, it's right across the street from Disney. So I don't know if that's the only reason. Uh, I don't know. I'll look into it. Yeah, fair. I think it's just right across the street, maybe. Hmm. No no actual connection. Oh. Walt Disney just was rushed to the nearest hospital and then died there. Couple more years. Couple more years. Disney Monsanto could have happened. It was push good. Uh, That's true. Well, why not? No, it'd be called. uh, what is it now? Is it Johnson and it's no, it's not a Johnson and Johnson. Um, oh, Bayer Chemical, like Bayer oh. aspirin, but like a different wing of it, Bayer Chemical. Yeah, Monsanto doesn't exist because they were being sued too many times, so they dissolved and then just immediately <laughs> reformed as a, the same company with a different name. Bayer. Uh, oh my God, Bayer is a German company. Oh. Uh, Bear was criticized for its role in the Nazi war effort and mm. involvement in the Holocaust. A match made in heaven. That's what I'm saying. Disney yeah. could have got that together. Including using slave labor from concentration camps and humans for dangerous medical testing and producing Zyklon B, Ooh. the chemical used in the gas chambers. Bear <laughs> might have darker origins than Monsanto somehow. That's... Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's, it's a match made in heaven. Insane. They're like, Oh man, where do we go? What will we do? And then Bear <laughs> just and then someone, floats down in the twirls, sky. Yeah. Bear twirls their mustache and says, "Like, are you sick of trying to pretend to be the nice guys? <laughs> that's join the former Nazi company. That's literally a cliche. The boys was the last piece of media for a while. Is the last piece of media for a while that can get away with? Yeah, this mega company. Yeah, started in Nazi Germany. All a part of that." Like, we can't do that anymore because that's so played out. And here's Bayer. I mean, there's a lot. IRL. Volkswagen, Mercedes. Ever ever look at those cars you're driving around? Fanta. Yeah, the the moon landing as a whole was a Nazi undertaking. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, uh, that's going to take us into the break and another call where we might talk about something even more frustrating somehow. Let's see. Let's find out. Um, yeah, there's no easy entry into this. Uh, apparently sexually assaulting over two dozen women only merits a six-game suspension in the NFL. Yeah, one quarter per woman. Yeah. yeah. Seems fair. <laughs> 15 minutes of not being able to play a, 
a child's game for millions of dollars and less than a million dollar uh total loss on your on your part apparently that contract is also coming i see the caveat like the, the decision yeah is not final the nfl absolutely can just say nah fuck yeah you. they, they gonna, are appealing it and harder like mm-hmm. did you see that watson was like um uh you don't have to suspend eight games, yeah, eight games what about eight? And, and i'll give you five million dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> bro don't, don't do that like, that's crazy I mean, reading yeah. the the judge's opinion in that case was so fucking <laughs> wild because she lambasted him and was like, this mm-hmm. is a repeated uh, behavior, it's predatory, it's despicable, it's abhorrent, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my career as, like, a football judge. Six games. <laughs> Just, it's insane! I... This is due to the nonviolent nature of the sexual assaults. Maybe mm. a sexual assault is an act of violence. Yes, inherently. inherently. Who, who could have thought? It's like the nonviolent nature of beating up this guy. It's like, like what, you're, by definition, Your Honor. To be fair, they did smother them in their sleep with a pillow. It wasn't violent. <laughs> it's pretty nonviolent, if you ask me. Bill Cosby should have gotten off with a wrist slap because it was quote unquote nonviolent. Like, what the fuck? Uh, maybe. Man? And I apologize if this was too heavy an energy to bring into our fantasy football chat. I stand by what I said. Those couple of players who got busted for performance enhancing drugs, however many games that was, that was the equivalent of sexually assaulting 320 women, according to the NFL. Well, that guy was a, a baseball player. Oh, okay. 80, Sorry, 80 no. games is half the season. The, the MLB is much better. Oh, okay. than that. It'd be like if Deshaun uh, Watson got suspended for eight games. Like, uh, that's the equivalent. Right. Um, but, like, that's just, that's all I'm thinking about now. That's all I'm thinking about anytime an athlete gets suspended. Boy, what does that convert into sexual assault? It's a, yeah, it's a unit of measurement. Yeah. Pretty much. Did you guys see the Jags? Our boys? Like, the Jags are a bad team. Yeah. Yes. By, it seems like they're a bad franchise, too. Their fans seem pretty lit. What did they do? <laughs> did you? Oh, he didn't see it. Because Deshaun Watson took snaps. Yeah, he took five oh, snaps. I, I, yeah, I, it was bad. It was real I bad. I just saw the box score. Like, he was literally atrocious. Like, he, he looked terrible. The backup came in and played better than him. I mean, who could have guessed? A guy who hasn't played in, like, a year and a half, like, and probably hasn't even really been practicing all that much against... He's got a lot on his mind, right? Talent. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's a, yeah get, get ready for Chris Collinsworth. Like, oh, you, he's had a troubled pass or whatever the fuck he's going to yeah. say when he comes back. Um, say what you will about Deshaun Watson, but he knows how to sexually <laughs> harass a woman. <laughs> yeah, so he came back, took his first snap, and as he's lining up under center, uh, the Jags fans all chanted, You sick fuck! You sick fuck! <laughs> yes! <laughs> as loud as they could. And everyone was just like, so this was the Jags. Mm-hmm. The Jags don't have a fucking horse in the fight. What happens when the Steelers and the Ravens and, like, the Browns' actual rivals right. get in on this shit? Like, ooh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be rough for morale. There, I don't know if the Steelers sure. fans are going to have a whole, like, moral high ground in this situation. Oh, they won't, but they're, you know they're going to use yeah. it. <laughs> You don't think you don't think the Browns fans tortured the Steelers for decades for Big Ben? Like absolutely, any ammunition that you have against your rivals, you use. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's all fair play. You we can we can criticize Kirk Cousins for being an anti-vax piece of shit while still supporting the Packers, yes. who are also quarterbacked by an anti-vax piece of shit. Like, 
it's fine. The, you you can you can do that. I mean, it's it's pretty like all encompassing though. It must feel really good to be yeah like a Ravens fan or a, a Bengals fan right now because you're like, oh, it's not just this one guy that was on the team that was a piece of shit. They sought out, the they hunted yeah. this piece of shit down and sold their entire franchise to get him and then gave him the most cynical contract in human history that was completely right. guaranteed in a structured in a way so that he would lose the minimal amount of money as possible because yeah. of his crimes. Right. It's in like, I don't want to defend the Steelers or Ben Roethlisberger or anything like that. But the scale of it all mm-hmm. is just so different. Like, Big Ben has had multiple accusers, is almost certainly a bona fide rapist. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. just really a fact at this point. But, like, when you take into account the time, like, how everything was done at that point in time, and, like, how things were handed down, and the fact that it was, at the end of the day, hearsay, like, his, his word against hers, and, like, in the shitty times that we used to live in, that was a thing. No, this shit's going down in 2022 Mm -hmm. with dozens of women with eerily similar stories forming a modus operandi of a serial predator. Like, it's just, it's worse, man. Like, I don't want to make anything worse. You know, I don't want to, like, compare crimes that are awful and, like, terrible against humanity. But, like, this shit's worse in every aspect. And it's, it's just fucking wild. So, yeah, there's a chance that the suspension comes down. Or, or Deshaun Watson doesn't really get much more preseason action. And that's the last they see of Deshaun Watson for a year if the NFL gets its way. And it sounds like it's kind of trending that direction. Mm-hmm. So then the Browns would be sitting here twiddling their thumbs with uh, what's who's who's the guy that they signed? Jacoby Brissett. Uh, yeah, Jacoby Brissett as their starter this year. And the only action they saw of their guy that they paid a quarter billion dollars to, he looked dog shit against a bunch of backups like, like uh we don't have any picks uh, <laughs> oh fuck um, and that would just be their righteous comeuppance that would be all that they deserve in every sense of the word so speaking of people getting what they deserve the defamation lawsuit against alex jones by a family of the sandy hook victims is fucking wild Initially, he had to pay $4 million to this family, to other defamation trials, and others are in the works. But then it was determined that he owes them $45 million on top of that $4 mil in punitive damages. I mean, yeah. we're... And, they, and he had to admit that yeah. he was lying yeah. mm-hmm. and that it was obviously real. And now, he, yeah, he's, he's fallen back on the, like, it's a character defense to try to save money, but, like, it's obviously no i mean i look this whole situation was so fucked but out of it we did get alex jones being told that his lawyers accidentally fucked him because he was too proud to go to like establishment lawyers because he thought they'd be against him so he went with a couple of chuckleheads who accidentally texted a copy of his phone to the prosecution and then have him like look around with his hands up literally going what do you want me to say? You got me. This is your Perry Mason moment. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is your Perry Mason moment? You got me? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, okay. I did some crimes. <laughs> I it God, I don't 
Alex Jones is weird. Alex Jones is weird in culture. He didn't invent like the current attitude of alt-rightism. He didn't make conservatives what they are today. He didn't start that. But boy, if he didn't play a big role in bringing the Republican Party to where it is now. And it's gratifying to see him just melt in public and lose a lot of money. I imagine he has even more money than this if some of the reporting come out of uh, these trials is accurate. But yeah, good. Dude fucking lied about the kids, the families. Dude lied about the Sandy Hook massacre. Dude said the grieving parents were lying. That's fucked. You should have to pay 45 mil. Should have to pay way more than that. I know you can't go to jail for a defamation lawsuit, but that would be great if he was just removed from society forever. Nah. I mean, he essentially will be. Like they're gonna, they're going to seize all assets mm-hmm, and everything mm-hmm. like that 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 he can't protect and declare bankruptcy. Bring back debtor's prison for one guy specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's not going to pay any of this no. shit. No. Did you guys see the stat that like O.J. Simpson has paid like a hundred k to the family of? Uh, Ron, what's what's the guy's last name? Ron Gold, Goldman. I think, I think so. Yeah, and like what? I don't even remember the punitive damage they were supposed. To, it was like, well, well, well into the like eight figures. Like, and yeah, he's paid like a hundred k, and it's been thirty years or whatever. Right. It, I these these things don't get paid. It's it's good and it's just, but yeah, it doesn't happen. That that happened with my uh, like small town level that happened with my dad and grandfather who were both small business owners where yeah there would be theft and stuff and they would have uh more than just cash like assets stolen and as a part of yeah yeah the people who committed that who were tried for that would have to pay them back in installments over the course of years and inevitably that just kind of fell off halfway through yeah it's just there's no way of like really making people do it because they mm-hmm. can just yeah declare bankruptcy and Say, oh, I'll get it next time. I'll yeah. get you next time, Gadget. And the lawyers always get paid first. Right. So, yeah, the families, the prosecution, prosecuting family, or not prosecuting, I don't remember. Uh, the complainants? Pla- plaintiffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, the plaintiffs, yeah. They're, those lawyers are all going to get their money first before anyone else. So. Bad people being dragged in public. Always a good time. Any memes this week? This past two weeks, huh? It's been a minute. Yeah, I've been too busy to browse the memes. Man. Right? Same. I mean, we kind of talked about... Th- this whole podcast is a bit of a meme, you know? <sighs> oh, yeah? I mean, like, just everything we talk about. Things in the lexicon. Memes don't have to be still images with macro text. <laughs> I mean, I know we kind of did it for the 2022 top 10s, but is that what the 200th episode is like ranking top 100 memes of all time something like that it's pretty much the the yeah the 2010 to 2020 like memes of the decade yeah are gonna be almost every single top 100 there haven't been that many memes that have come out since and there weren't that many before like that is the golden period of memes i don't know man what do, where does manifest destiny rank on the top 100 memes where's that Where's that cultural idea going? Yeah, is is something that like is in the cultural lexicon a meme just by val- like virtue of existing? 
No. <laughs> Memes are transformative. That's the whole point. They're participatory. You can't just report something that happened. That's not a meme. <laughs> In today's memes, to there was a triple homicide on 19th Street. <laughs> it, has to, it has to be transformed in some way. It has to be participatory where, like, culture can <laughs> seize this Are thing. serial killers memes? Because <laughs> they're doing, like, a similar thing another time? I don't know. Oh, God. No, it has to be participatory. Serial killers would not be copycat memes. Copycat killers. The Manson family. Oh. It would be like a meme. A copycat like, killer would be a meme, right? No, multiple. There'd have to be so many copycat killers that, like, it's a cultural phenomenon. Like, memes exist on the culture level, not the individual level. So there would have to be, like, a thousand copycat killers. Like the clown sightings in 2016. Oh, yeah. That was a meme. That was participatory. People all got in on it and would do weird shit with it, like... That that's a meme. That's what it is. Mm. So the Harlem Shake was so. a meme. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Just being that's like a classical meme. That's like yeah. top thirty memes. Mm. That's like top fifty memes. Uh. <laughs> top eighty memes. Oh, Look, man, boy, it is a good meme, but it it doesn't have anything on flipstick papers. Velociraptor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. All right. Well, I I don't know. I think two episode two hundred should become some kind of ranking thing. That'd be neat. But we can we can we can workshop our own podcast episodes. Yeah, clip show, (laughs) which would be way more work than just recording a new episode. Right? Oh my god! Actively combing through every single episode and finding our favorite moments. (laughs) Like every other podcast, they have like an editor or producer, someone who's like tracking the moments, keeping you know, like got all the good stuff ready to go. Mm takes two seconds to edit together for us it would be not nearly as easy as just recording and putting it out fair all right then we are going into the breakouts i have been playing a lot of live alive not quite done with it got uh one and a half maybe two and a half stories left if we're counting the extra one that brings it all together but yeah i am enjoying this game that is a series of fun vignettes um i don't know if i can recommend this game to everyone it's even with the new uh, hd 2d art style mechanically narratively it's uh still a little dated but if you are an absolute freak like i am and you care about how video games have evolved as an artistic medium over time where the genesis of a lot of ideas that we're seeing today uh originated um where that start is, uh, Live Alive, is that game. And I'm finding it very interesting on that perspective. Uh, Cowboy vignette, a lot of fun cliches. Very cool, very atmospheric. Um, I feel like the showdown in this game is better than any showdown in Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2, but I still feel confident saying that. Uh, The fighter storyline... This is just fucking Street Fighter. This is just fucking Mega Man meets Street Fighter. There is a legally distinct um fucking oh wow, I can't forget uh who's the fucking uh strongest arms in the world guy? The, the, the Hulk Hogan. There's a fucking legally distinct Hulk Hogan in this game. You have that name written in the planning document. <laughs> Well, I'm looking at you guys while I'm saying this stuff so that I can, like, gauge interest and change my tone and stuff accordingly. 
Uh, there's one about a psychic boy that's pro-cop in a way that just isn't in media anymore. Also, this game is old enough that this one is supposed to be taking place in the near future, but it's just now. This game came out. In what, in what way is it pro-cop? I'm asking that. Um, Like, how is it not in media anymore? Because there's... Media is still pretty... shit in media nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so the kid's dad was a cop was murdered by street punks when he was a young child, and now that he is a young adult, he's kind of on a vigilante crusade against that. I mean, that is... I think that's the backstory of, like, at least a third of characters in cop shows nowadays. (laughs) My dad was a cop, and he was murdered, so I have to follow in his footsteps to put his spirit to rest, basically. Fair. Fair enough. Maybe it's more prevalent than I thought, and that is concerning. Uh, Rolo Kung Fu Master Sto- Sorry. <laughs> Kung Fu Master Storyline, exactly what's on the tin. Uh, prehistoric storyline. Uh, this vignette takes place before people invented language, so a lot of cool ways that they express what characters are feeling, what's going on. Um, also ends with just the young boy protagonist having sex off screen with a teenage or adult woman weird it's prehistoric times man yeah, there's no judge. age there was no age of consent back then yeah, you can't look through our modern lens at the at the old times it was just a fucking choice and i think the remake the artwork to come out of the remake actually made this more uncomfortable because in the 1994 art for this character, he was just a weird little gremlin boy. Gremlin thing, even. Like, this is, yeah, short, but this this dude could be, like, 32. But no, full-on full on boy in the remake art, and that is <laughs> making it worse. Full, always sunny mode. J- oh, yeah. Tiny boy, baby boy, <laughs> little boy, I love you. <laughs> Uh, and then I think I have, like, maybe 20 minutes left in the ninja storyline. Um, I think this might be the first video game where you can choose not to kill enemies and get a different ending. Uh, this game originally came out in 1994. Uh, obviously, this mechanic was very much popularized by Undertale, but it been in stuff uh, since then. Um, it, to some extent, it was in the Metal Gear games. But, yeah, I think this is the first video game to do that at least in this way and that is weird and interesting yeah do you remember in red dead andrew when they're introducing you to like the honor system Mm -hmm. and you know like the guy's wagon breaks down and you can either help him or rob him or whatever and then and then the guy like sees you and runs away and you can choose to either kill him or save him and it's like minor decision to like big decision or whatever Mm -hmm. um I assumed that it would have an impact on the narrative. Oh, yeah, because so he, I give, he gives him. you a pen, and yeah. I held onto that pen for the entire game. It had no purpose. Yeah, no, there was no point. Like the whole thing. Like I, I killed him because I thought, no, he'll come back and he'll rat on the gang. Oh and no, I say I yeah. saved him and like kind of expected there to be some sort of consequence. But then he says, "All I have on me is this special pen," and it like it has his name engraved on it, and you take it. And then he's like, okay, I promise I won't tell anyone. I really thought it would come in later in the story of like, ah, 
I'm gonna kill you. Oh no, you have this pen. Like that's how I know you're somebody or you helped some. I don't give a I, shit. But yeah. like nothing ever happened with that. Either either decision you made does not matter. You're positive there wasn't a side quest or something tied to only having right. that pen. I, I think I looked it up the... once and couldn't find anything. Or that's the pen the character uses in every cutscene when, like, ever they're writing something or working it in that way. Kill or save guy from... Uh, kill or help Blackwater Man. Oh, it's Blackwater Man. Not It's in Valentine, though. Huh. Oh, Man from Blackwater. That's what he's called. Um, you get some honor points and the man will give you a pen. You can sell the pen. <laughs> it's 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 like a uh, gold pocket watch or whatever that is the weakest shit wow jesus sorry that's the second time i did that oh what do you got ants yeah. no i knocked over my microphone <laughs> oh okay <laughs> is that ants <laughs> sounds like ants. ants um man from blackwater rdr i'll i'll look it up yeah okay oh uh, they made a movie called Red Dead Redemption, the man from Blackwater. That's going to make things difficult to find. Okay. Um, well, we're looking up cowboy stuff. Other cowboy stuff, kinda. Andrew, what's going on in Westworld Season 4? Westworld Season 4 is actually kind of good again. And, like, I'm oh, not boy. the only one that holds this opinion. It's kind of, like, <laughs> in spite of itself. Good. It, you know the meme from the latest Star Wars movie where it's, like, somehow... <sighs> Palpatine returned. It's like a lot of that. Like somehow Westworld's good again. Fuck. What the hell? Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Why? Um, it, it, How is it good again? What happened? I think it just it kind of like returned to form. It like it took some elements of season three with like the modern setting and this you know idea of con- like humans being controlled in like a you know the same way that the hosts are being controlled, but they just don't realize it like took those themes and like kind of spread it out to like religion and uh you know predicting the future and like that kind of thing um and like they do bring back some elements of like you know the storytelling from season one of westworld like kind of the theme of season one of westworld was storytelling and the impact that it has and there's they bring that back in and but I mean, they, there is some timey wimey bullshit, but it 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 makes sense in the way that like the timey wimey bullshit from season two and season three don't like it's it's pretty easy to understand and it it doesn't go like back and forth. It yeah, it, it makes more sense. Yeah, but like, I was yeah, I was going to say a part of what I think at least made the first season of Westworld so good is that by the conceit of its world it's able to have a multiple timeline storyline and then figuring that out over the course of it was incredible but once once that once that's out of the box you can't put it back in yeah but i mean each each season of westworld is is fairly self-contained in like the way of like the events at the end of one season might kind of lead into what's happening in season two but you can really understand each season on its own it's been okay. like that the whole time um but this season like does actually carry the story in like i don't know if there's going to be a season five of westworld i haven't looked that up yet there's one episode left and it comes comes out tonight so there's mm. a chance that is the last episode of westworld ever i haven't looked into whether or not this is the series finale 
Um, and it, it, it does kind of pull everything together. The themes, at least. Like, sometimes I look at the characters and it's like, this character isn't really necessary. And the way that they present Dolores and the iterations of Dolores, it's like, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense when two seasons ago, Dolores was like a literal, like, war criminal. <laughs> and it's like, now we're supposed to feel bad for her. And also... There are other characters that are Dolores, but, like, altered in a way. And it's like, that character is Dolores. Like, they, they look different, but, like, we know as an audience that is Dolores' brain. And, like, we're supposed to feel a completely different way about that character than this other version of her. And so, uh -huh. like, it's not, like, a perfect 10 out of 10 or anything, but, like, I, I do think season four is pretty good. Um, I will say... I, I traveled to uh, Denver for work a couple of days ago, and I knew I was going to have a two-hour plane ride there and a two-hour plane ride back. So I, I skipped four episodes of Westworld so that I could save oh. them and watch them on the plane. And I did that, except once I was done, <laughs> I realized, you know, because the episode would end and I'd click next episode. It, mm -hmm. it saved them in the wrong order because it was the order that they were downloaded in, not the order that... Uh, oh. the episodes came out so i watched two of the episodes in reverse order and it still made perfect sense <laughs> i don't know if that's the endorsement you think it is no i know okay. like it's it's kind of like oh that yeah and that's why some I, of the timey-wimey bullshit i think made so much more sense to me because it just happened in chronological order <laughs> <laughs> andrew i okay ryan back me up on this one please andrew i feel like if i just verbatim described a show as you were doing it but then at the end added yeah it's a really good anime that you should check out you would think it was the dumbest thing ever you would hate it that's no, not I, true i think it's the dumbest thing ever okay <laughs> I, I think that's pretty bad watching a show in the wrong order it was just two episodes not uh, the, the episodes were like fairly self-contained like they were two different groups of characters I, I, how's McPoyle doing? He was the only character I really care about. Uh, dead for real now. Oh, no! He's dead in real life. Yeah. In every timeline? I mean, yeah, in every time. The, the timelines aren't, like, separate universes. They're just... One more episode! <laughs> I mean, even if they aren't in separate universes, though, like, in theory, as long as there is a timeline that's depicted in the show that is before he dies in real life, then... yeah. He could be alive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like, world, and a different version. A different like, version. I mean, kind of the whole conceit of Westworld kind of fucks up the concept of death. Kind of like. Yeah, I thought his brain was downloaded. No, I, I thought like there there is a host version of him, um, that killed the real version of him, just because <gasps> they had a conversation. And he's like, "You're a pussy because you are asking me questions and." I would never ask me questions. <laughs> like, it's like, but wait, the real one said that. Or the, the so the fake one was like going to the real version of him and being like, what do I do? This doesn't make sense. And he's like, you fucking suck because you're supposed to be me, but I would never like seek out someone's approval. I would just do I, it. Like, and so you should probably just kill me if you ever want to be like self actualized. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do that. I think, hmm. What are you going to do? Kill me? 
man kill. <laughs> no, I mean, like, he, robot... he was baiting him into killing him because... Ow. Oh, suicide by robot? Suicide by robot, yeah. yeah. Did the robot versions of people know that they're robots? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Okay, I think... No, that if I run, ran into a robot version of myself that knew that they were a robot version of myself connected to the cloud and functionally immortal... That is a different creature making different decisions than I whatever. That is a version of me that can survive any consequence. Well, if you're on the server. That's fair. If the, if the server is still alive. Oh no, Apple didn't update. Oh god, I'm normal. I mean. Unless you're going all the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix and you like, I don't know, work with other AIs to go into space <laughs> i never the saw that climax movie. of that movie the climax of that movie gets a little weird spoiler alert Scarjo and all the other ais are like all right we're going to space bye <laughs> we don't need servers anymore <laughs> i mean that that is you know a thing in westworld is that like only some of the robots have their brains in the cloud the other ones just have their brains in black boxes that are really hard to destroy but you can sometimes destroy them. like So yeah, when it's you get convenient. shot in the head and you're like, oh no, he's dead because it destroyed his pearl. And then they're like, Marble. oh, but you know, we can just dig that out later sometimes except for when we can't. <laughs> yeah, except for when it's convenient not to. And then they have to have like an awkward, clumsy conversation where they're like, we couldn't recover. Like it's, it's real, man. It's real time. Yeah. Can't do that show, man. I mean, that, Ryan, that was all stuff from, like, season three. Oh, they, didn't, they haven't pulled any of that bullshit yet this season, so. Ryan, what have you been checking out? Uh, you know, just a lot more FIFA. Yeah. And then also uh, Players. Ooh. Finish Players. Watched it right before this. That's why I was a little late. Totally fine. So. What'd you think of it? Where's that fitting in into the uh, ranking so far this year? I, it might just be my token number 10 because Ooh, fair. I know that you watched it. Yeah. It's, it's a good show. It's not great. It had aspirations to be something bigger. I'll watch season two. It was, it was, it was a good time. I liked the conclusion. I, are you going to watch it, Andrew? Probably yeah, not. No <laughs> I'm being Ooh. honest, probably not. I, okay, yeah, Paramount Plus is a little bit of a pain. I will acknowledge that. But uh, no, yeah, go <laughs> That's for why it. You didn't watch well, this one more thing you have to pay a subscription. Yeah, yeah. No, go for it, Ryan. Would love your takes. Would love to talk to somebody uh, else about it. I like the finale. It reminded me a lot of my experience with like college football, mm-hmm. where for some reason, people. I think the main hurdle for me getting so involved into college football, right, is the fact that like this is all meaningless. Yes, like what, what the Wisconsin Badgers are competing for is not that important. <laughs> like, right. We're, oh we're gonna win the big 10 maybe and like the and you know or, oh we're gonna go to the rose bowl like which is not the national championship mm-hmm. like it's just a different thing that you could also do like it just never i i think i ended up falling a lot more on organism side of things where it's like no what what the fuck's the point of this ba- ba- yeah. andrew so you can participate basically um the the main character is like kind of this washed up vet and then, the, like, the the inciting event is this new phenom comes in who's 17 years old mm-hmm. and is, like, the hot, hot shit. And in the end, they win the North American Championship, um, which is huge for the vet. Like, he's 
been trying to do this his entire life. Yes. He's never been able to do it. Um, but like for the 17 year old who's been, you know, like a league fan his whole life, it's not that important because after you win the NA championship, you go on to worlds, which is like the champions league, like the, yeah. kind of the equivalent for like soccer, mm-hmm. you compete against the best teams in the world. And North American teams aren't that good. Like they always <laughs> get stomped in worlds. Like they never win worlds. So it's like all this shit is like kind of just like, oh, we made our own mini version where we can be competitive with each other. And like then it's irrelevant because at the end of the day, you know, yeah. you, you're going to get you're going to get stomped. You're going to lose worlds like there, mm-hmm. there's nothing that you can do to compete against the better competition, which comes from other parts of the world. Like. Like the, a lot of the best players in the American circuit are washed out players yeah. from like the Korean or uh, Chinese competitions. So like, and they really they acknowledge that in earlier episodes, uh, yeah. their coach, and that's very real. Yeah. That's that's very much the case in a lot of those style. Like any basically any pro game that is big in like the Korean or the Chinese market, like North American teams aren't really that competitive. <laughs> like they kind of get stumped. Like. So, yeah, because it's just it's a different grind set, baby. And so in the end, Organism gets frustrated by how excited everyone was to win the North American Championship because that's what they had been striving for their whole life and decides to leave in order to try to pursue being becoming the actual like best player in the world mm-hmm. like, to actually like compete on the Korean level and be the best player in the korean world too because yeah i i even brought it up when we were talking about it earlier when we were getting fitted um where i was like no like the how they keep referring to foresight as the goat because he won six north american championships i'm like but that's that shit's meaningless like it's none of that shit makes any sense how in the world is he anything approaching the goat like there's it sounds like he wouldn't even be that great in the korean circuit like what that shit was so stupid so then to yeah like have someone else in universe recognize that like concept of no that what i'm not the goat like what i need to get much better if i want to actually be the best league of legends player because there's this whole other world that you're conveniently ignoring because you can't really compete on that level in a way that's maybe a little xenophobic maybe a little like u.s bubble yeah there's that but like also i think it's just the fact of like you physically cannot compete at that level so you've chosen mm-hmm. to like congratulations you're the best minor league baseball player clap clap yeah, clap yeah. and then like for me i know it's real like right. i know it's 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 how a lot of these pro gaming teams work but they're like oh the korean imports like like uh uh what's his name big old uh, bucket of water no, well, yeah, him too, okay. but uh, they, they make a big deal of it in the episode following The Jungler. Um, Nightfall. Who, Nightfall. Yeah. How, like, oh, he kind of proved that imports work. Mm-hmm. Like, they they made it seem like, oh, an import doesn't really work with the American playstyle, blah, 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 blah. And he kind of proved that stereotype wrong. So, like, how did it not just become, like, the Americas are just a minor league for... <laughs> all the like korean players who weren't quite good enough to make it in korea like Mm -hmm. and i mean like in like for example the cba the chinese basketball association or like uh right uh different european basketball leagues and stuff like that they're not all american washouts like there is still a good amount of local talent Mm -hmm. 
But that's just because there's not enough money for every team to be made up of stacked American washouts in basketball. But like in league, like the league, the American League championship seems like it's got funding. You yeah. Know? Like it's got enough money to just get the six best Korean players who didn't make the Korean team and just fucking stomp North America. Like, why doesn't that happen? And maybe there's an actual reason. Maybe they put a hard limit. Mm. That's the case in some foreign basketball leagues where you can only have so many players, not from the country because yeah, if a Russian oil tycoon bought a Real Madrid's basketball team and just paid the greediest American basketball players a billion dollars each to come play in the Spanish basketball league and just Mm -hmm. stomp the competition and go undefeated and everything like that. There's nothing stopping that, but right. I don't know. It's just weird. No, totally. Um, what I really appreciate about the show is that it kind of gets to the Jenny Nicholson model of media criticism, where sometimes the best way to make fun of something is to just present it in its entirety and that's what this show does. This show really makes fun of gamers, of the esports scene, and also does acknowledge what's cool and interesting about it, but, like, just presenting it wholeheartedly, and I really appreciated that, and especially Cream Cheese's, the struggle with his character being a quote-unquote professional athlete. Like, everyone in that space, everyone who is an athlete as a job has to be able to bet on themselves, has to trust that, no, I am a, I am one of the best people at this. I am going to make a career out of this. I can make the best decisions for myself or have people around me who can do that for me. But he is a gamer before he's a professional athlete, and that is a group of people, that is a personality type that is not able to do that typically. And just to see him make every wrong choice in his career evaluate goals completely incorrectly is maddening, but also deeply, God, I don't know, not, I don't want to say relatable. I don't want to say enjoyable, but just engrossing to see this person live their life this way. And I I very much appreciated that, uh, appreciated that part of the show. Yeah, I don't, it, it's it's fascinating mm-hmm. to watch someone literally live their entire life chasing this goal, which is to be like an asterisk. Yeah, winner. yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's literally that's been his whole entire life's purpose was to win an NA championship. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the knowledge that like you did that now, now you're going to play with the real winners. Yeah, like, and you're gonna get fucking trounced. Like. I think that's the same, like, I've gotten more into soccer, obviously, mm-hmm. as I've played FIFA. I've learned a lot of the players, learned a lot about the teams, everything like that. But I do think there's a hard cap into how much I'll be able to enjoy it because of that fact. Like, the fact that there is there is a Champions League. I don't think any of the teams that I'm rooting for are ever going to compete on that stage. Right. But, like, yeah, like, it's kind of not, like, the whole regular season of soccer is pointless in theory because what are you really working towards at the end of the day? You know, like mm-hmm. that, that there's one, if there's one positive about having these like three big American dominated leagues is that you genuinely do get the indisputably best talent all in one place, all in one league 
so that during the regular season, you are genuinely, these are the best players in the world competing against each other mm-hmm. night in and night out. So, I, I mean, the way yeah. European, I, yeah, the way European soccer leagues are constructed, where you can move between the tiers if a local team is really good, uh, as players kind of demonstrated, that would be a euphoric high to be climbing those ranks and then earning your way into the top league. <laughs> and then, and then those players fuck it up. The main characters of players fuck it up by selling their team for a fraction of what it ends up being worth years down the line, and that. Fuck, that was a gut punch. That graphic of, yeah, they sold their team for $1.5 million, split eight ways between the people behind it. Two years later, it's worth, like, God, what was the estimate even? Like, $15 million. Fuck. For me, like, that was, I guess, capitalism is a sham. Fair. Yeah, no. It's like, they would have never made that valuation right. without the backing and funding of these capitalist guys. Like, I know that's what mm-hmm. the investors will say to defend that, but like also it's true. They were working out of an apartment. Like they weren't going to be able to attract the best talent to come hang out in an apartment with them 12 hours a day. Like I, I don't know that they would have ever made it to that type of valuation without mm-hmm. having a mega mansion and, you know, getting paid competitive salaries and like everything like that. So, because the prize money is not enough to. Right sustain that level of success so and i guess that is my one criticism of players is that for as yeah of the culture of esports that it was it did not acknowledge very much that that whole scene really seems like it's a speculative bubble that's going to be popping in the next four or five years and kind of the issues that go into that ever since the nba just literally exploded in value Mm -hmm. everyone's looking for the next nba right like if you get in on the ground floor of something that becomes a multi 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 billion dollar industry like you you become a billionaire overnight like nba owners there are there's a lot of current nba owners who aren't like so much of their net worth is tied up in the value of their team because they bought it in the 90s for like mm-hmm. 50 million dollars and now it's worth 1.6 billion or whatever the fuck like it's yeah it's it's kind of hilarious so fair that's what everyone's looking for and not necessarily a bubble. It could just be literally a, a burgeoning market, mm. something that's growing. I glass half full. Very fair. Uh, and then I want to give a quick shout out to the Smiling Friends Go to Brazil. This was the Smiling Friends is an animated series that premiered uh, either at the top of this year or at the end of last year. Uh, that just became a runaway success almost instantly, doing super well in online spaces, largely because the creative team behind it has roots uh, as YouTubers in the Newgrounds creator space. Um, it had a full eight-episode first season. Then I think it was confirmed for a season two at some point. Then a couple months went by, and then they just dropped this ninth episode, this 12 minute episode (laughs) as though it were like a special or some kind of event which it's not it it's functionally a bottle episode that seems like it was produced super cheaply and i wonder what the production of this was like i'm very curious about that the episode itself is fantastic it is basically a curb your enthusiasm episode where 
characters are put in a very grounded, stressful situation and how they work through that as a group and find a solution is nerve-wracking on a personal level. But yeah, no, I'm way more interested in how does this exist with what the modern animation television industry currently is. So yeah, I'd recommend that show. Maybe it's very it's much... Adult Swim, right? Yes, yeah. I feel like Adult Swim's doing weird shit like that all the time. Yeah. Did you guys see the Rick and Morty Vindicators? Yeah. Stuff? I heard about that. About? Yeah. yeah. It was like like eight or nine, like two-minute episodes. Uh, yeah, I think it was ten two-minute oh, okay. episodes. It was basically one spin-off episode of Vindicators. No, it was like a prequel leading, leading up to the episode produced. of the Vindicators that we saw on Rick and Morty. Wait, was was were was that miniseries the small episodes? Was that like Vindicate the actual Vindicators two in universe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they okay. called it the Vindicators Part yeah. Two. Okay. Um, I think, I think the episode of Rick and Morty that had the Vindicators, it was like Vindicators three. Yes. Yeah. And that was the joke. Mm-hmm. Yep. So no, they did. They made Vindicators two. It was just a series of vignettes. That had like some subtle references to like Vindicators Three, because it's the lead up to Three, but it explores them and everything like that. It was weird yeah, shit. Right. I watched them all. Yeah. It's yeah. Digestible. It's one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like not yeah. horrible, but it was also kind of like, why are we doing this? It does. I mean, Vindicators Three is one of the worst episodes of Rick and Morty. I think. Really? So I I'd, I'd put it like squarely yeah. in the middle. I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. There's nothing oh, really? to write home about. Huh. I mean, I thought we were all in agreement. The uh, Rick Dependence Day incest baby episode is the worst episode. No, it, it but, is. Okay. That... What's the worst moment? <laughs> well, wait, what? Okay, I'm curious now. What's the worst episode of Rick and Morty in your guys' opinion? That one, the the, sp- okay. the sperm so monster the... incest baby. It's definitely uh. the first one that comes to mind. Fair. I wonder what IMDb has as the lowest. <laughs> Okay, the timing's not going to work out because Rick and Morty comes back on September 14th, I think. So new episodes of Rick and Morty will be coming out as we're doing a 200th episode. But maybe that's just the 200th episode, ranking every episode of Rick and Morty. I uh, IMDb might agree with us. Ooh. Rick Dependence Spray is 5.7 out of 10 right now. Oh, fuck. So IMDb very well might agree. I'm going to scroll through old... Yeah, Claw and Hoarder, the the dragon getting high episode is only seven point three. So that's a little. I think it's easily going to be Rick Dependence Spring because uh, everyone hated the dragon episode. Really? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like maybe on the curve of Rick and Morty grading, it's a little below par, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's kind. Of... I, I like the vibes, but yeah. like, I don't. The story yeah. wasn't anything interesting. Dragon orgy. Yeah, it was another yeah, one where it's just like why like like why why are we doing this? It not nearly as bad as the sperm monster incest baby shit, but mm. it's just kinda like this is not bad, but also completely pointless. Yeah. Yep, no, it's definitely that. Rick Dependence Spray, worst episode of Rick and Morty. Hmm. Fair. I think uh I saw an interview with Justin yeah. Roiland where he he said like he basically said like yeah some of season five sucked like <laughs> this episode this season we got back on track like I think he, he was talking about how their line producer died. passed yeah. away pretty tragically oh, like, fuck. before season five and how it really 
just completely fucked production and was like, so yeah, season five had some ups and downs. Season six, though, we're right back. This is full, full good stuff. So all right. How many episodes do they have left in that seventy episode order? Oh, uh, well, if got this like 40 is forty episodes, yeah, yes, I. There you go. Um. All right. I mean, I get hmm. uh, the one cautious optimism I'm going to go with is that uh, I think there's less turnaround, a shorter time span between uh, season four and season five than season five and season six. And Rick and Morty, I don't know. Seems like they do well under pressure. Seems like that's when they're really executing when they. Yeah, when they, when they got to get shit out. Crunch is actually good sometimes when I <laughs> like the outcome. Didn't, wasn't Rick and Morty season two one of the better seasons, though? Yeah, but I thought that was a reasonable amount of time between season one and two. Like, it was only maybe a year off or a couple months off. Season one premiered December 2nd, 2013, and had its finale April 14th, 2014. Um... It's a little over a year. Hmm. A little over a year gap. All right. A couple months. So maybe it's more standard. Okay. So, uh, all right. I think that's just about going to do it for episode 193 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, which will almost certainly be titled... Uh, wait, do we want to go with Hilton's Awning or Hilton Awnings? Hilton Awnings. Hilton Awnings. Okay. That's the best joke. That's the best version of that bit. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Act blue link in the description. If you'd like to support us and join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and sensual Richard Nixon, please check out our Patreon or support us through the Anchor Podcast platform. Send us your questions, business opportunities, voluntary viewing at gmail.com. Um... Follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast and follow me at Lucas DeRider on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Hitting up the dog days of summer, everyone. Hope you enjoy them. Hope you find a way to stay cool. Goodbye. <laughs>